This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast and I'm delighted to welcome back Paul Goldstein. You might recall we talked about photography. Well, Paul's other love is running a safari camp in Africa. Paul, um, tell us about safaris. For people who've never been on them, you basically check in somewhere probably a little too expensive. You <laughs> get up early, you sit in a Land Rover, you go and take some pictures of some animals, and then you come back and have quite a nice breakfast. Is that it? What an absolute philistine you are. Firstly, camps. Um, I, yeah, I, I started with five staff in 2000 and, and um, a very small camp. We've got about 200 staff now. We're still fiercely independent. And our camps are in conservancies. That means over a third of what you pay, just on the edge of the Masamara and in Laikipia in the north of Kenya, over a third of what you pay goes into the local community. So this isn't greenwashing. We actually care. Your conservancy fees are audited twice a year. So the conservancies work. All stakeholders benefit. So ethically, it sits kindly. Oh, and what's the get... between a, a national park run by the state and a conservancy? You want to have a wild guess? Um, where do you think the money goes uh, for the first one? Exactly. 50 million. Um, I wonder where that goes. But anyway, ours is audited, so everyone benefits, the landowners. So there, it's, it's not always the most harmonious relationship. Um, okay, I'll take you back 10 days. Um, got up at 5 o'clock, cup of tea from freshly baked biscuits. Our camps only take 12 people. Three land cruisers waiting. We go out. We find a leopard and its, its boy uh, up an open bossier tree with its kill. Um, about half an hour later, the jackals find it. They're keening ferociously. It's the noise they make. That attracts hyenas, then attracts lions. The lions try and climb up the trees. They're, they can't, but they get about halfway up. The leopard's really bothered. It actually craps on the lion twice. Um, I just did a video. You know, that's not something to photograph. It's a video of it. Eventually, the lion legs it, scarpers off. And I think about 10 million people have watched that on, on Facebook or whatever. You, you're barely taking a breath. Then you have a cup of tea. Then we go to find a, a cheetah hunting. Uh, eventually, we stagger back into camp around midday, have some nice lunch, have a nap. In the afternoon, the sky gets disemboweled by one of the biggest thunderheads I've ever seen. We've got a cheetah hunting in the storm, then a leopard hunting in the storm. There's about four inches of water in the vehicles. It's mayhem. There's a rainbow bisecting the gloom. A cheetah still hunting late. There's a storm with such ferocity and intensity. We're completely wet through, but we got a damn good laundry. Guy who's been working with me for 23 years. You got some hunger by then. You're into bed, nine o'clock. Don't forget, nine o'clock is the bush midnight. Um, you know, you're done then. That's why we're up early. Um, does that bear any resemblance to what you were saying about a safari? I'm interested. Well, well look, people, of course, have limited uh, funds. That sounds yeah. extremely high end. Uh, no, we're not the most expensive in conservancy at all. But, you know, if you run a camp for only 12 people, not a high rise with 80 rooms, you are going to pay more. Just in the same way as if you go to Antarctica or the Arctic on a ship of... 50 or 80 people, you're going to pay more than if you go with 
four or five hundred people. But you know, the large scale will utterly denigrate your um, your, your experience. Now, the image that you conjured up just now sounds very much nature red in tooth and claw. Yeah. Um, what if people want to have an experience which doesn't necessarily see creatures being disemboweled? Oh, I think I was saying the sky was being disemboweled by the storm. Uh, we saw a, a, a cheetah hunting. No, no, absolutely, there's got to be respect. I mean, I think probably in that week, the most beautiful thing was afternoon, a balmy afternoon, we drove out and there's zebra everywhere. Half the migration still seem to have returned to the fertile plains of the conservancies. And conservancy very different. It's well managed. You know, have five vehicles maximum per sighting. And one of my guys noticed something. He said, look, and we, we watched. Oh, respect for distance. A zebra giving birth. There was lions up on the hill. We're thinking, oh, no, this is going to be a turkey shoot. You don't want to see that because they could take the mum anchor. And, and it was actually their camouflage, the black and white, in amongst the other zebra. And it survived. That was just extraordinary. And it's, it is moving. People use utterly ludicrous, oh, it's transformative or, or nonsense like that. But I tell you what, there's a lot of tears in the vehicle that's after, and good tears. You know, I often cause tears the other way, but those are good tears. Um, and small scale, sensitive approach to wildlife will always benefit. But you're sounding as though you have to be absolutely committed in order to uh, get the most out of a safari as a, as a traveller. You don't have to be absolutely committed because you could say we have complete flexibility. Actually, Paul, I wouldn't mind another hour or two in bed tomorrow. Could we do a walk? We'll get a KWS guard in, armed guard. Could do a walk for five, Can you 10, 15. Service? Yeah. Uh, you know, I know you love acronyms. Uh, but um, we'll get a guy and you could do a walk and maybe have a bush breakfast out there. Utter flexibility. You know, we get people coming from, I don't know, 30, 40 countries. I don't know how many different wholesalers sell us. Let us know what they're after. We'll do it from, and they deliver. Uh, we don't shortchange, um, and you can't. You're charging a, a fair price, but it's a it's a it's a good price. Not eye watering, but um, so you've got to be on your game all the time, quite literally. Paul Goldstein of Kicheche Camps in Kenya. Thank you very much indeed, and thank you for listening to today's independent travel podcast. Goodbye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.